call the dogs with Chansey and Chi, and the dogs are headed to Atlanta to try and get what we didn't get last year in uh, the land that we have and that we gain on the way to to Atlanta against that the dumb nerds from the West. Yeah, the North Avenue uh, Trade School. Uh, man, it's it's funny, you, you know. Yes, we can we can get into the nitty nitty gritty of that game, but uh, something that needs to be said before we go into uh, you know things that we can be critical about about the, that performance last weekend was this is the first time in program history that we have ever had back to back undefeated regular season, and I and I whenever somebody brought that up um, and we were looking at some of the old records, I was like, man. So the early '80s. I mean, that's the that's the first era that kind of comes to mind when you think about that. So the early '80s, I was like, man, we didn't have back to back, but I forgot that we lost to Clemson in the '81 season, and I think it, was, it may have been the first game of the season. Um, so we lost to Clemson. So otherwise, it would have been back to back, and then I think actually they went undefeated in the regular season in '82 uh, as well. And uh, obviously, you know, Herschel had the Heisman um, that year and all that, but. It's just crazy to think that I know we're about to sit here and complain about every little thing about beating Georgia Tech by uh, what was it, uh, twenty-one points or so, you know, uh, and, or you know, twenty, twenty-four points, twenty-three points. Like it's, it, it, we are going to 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 break down that game, but at the same time, it, it it's just an incredible accomplishment what we've done the last two years, and I, I I'm going to keep repeating this, this team. On paper, looking at them, I, I love this team. They are very much so a unit, and they play together. There's not a lot of individuals on this team, but it still just doesn't quite make sense what they're doing, and that just makes it all the better, and I love that. So anyway, we've got some accomplishments there, but uh, didn't quite play great against Georgia Tech last weekend. Five years ago, if you had shown me this record of a regular season <laughs> yeah. and and all this stuff, I would have given my arm for this. <laughs> but I felt going into the game, I was like, you know, noon kickoff, we've already got the, the title game lined up to, to head to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And there's just not there's not a lot to get us motivated. And what has con- what concerned me, I-, I knew we would start out slow. I didn't feel like we were going to lose the game. I never, I never felt that. Yeah. But I just didn't feel good going into the game. I said, I knew we would start out slow. It was just and a matter I, of uh, when we were, when were we going to wake up to me? Correct. What I thought. Correct. And, and so for, for me, and I th- feel like I've talked about this at some point this season, but I feel like for the big games, we have had, we have needed nothing to get excited. Mm-hmm. to get up for the game. Like, you talk about Tennessee, you talk about Oregon, you talk about um, some of our uh, – going into Jacksonville still took Auburn us a minute. But talk about some I of mean, our – Auburn. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of these – you look at these games, and we, we're we getting up for those big games. Yep. But our small games, we're playing down to our opponent. We're not going in handling business early and getting and, – and being done by halftime. And I don't know if that's an immaturity thing with just how young this team is in a lot of key areas – but it just didn't feel like we were going to come out of the gates, guns firing, hitting on all cylinders, which is exactly what happened. I mean, yep. it was it was a slow start and some pretty piss poor performances uh, for the most part by a few few folks. It was just a slow start, and we finally woke up and 
uh, were playing a, a Georgia Tech team that won a big game the week before against North Carolina and so had a lot of momentum coming into this weekend, has nothing to lose, and so they're going to lay it out. This is their, this is their championship game. This yep. is their this if they can do anything to us and actually this game just got their in, interim head coach hired as the head coach, so he got he is now the guy at Georgia Tech and so um, they thought his performance was so good against us with what they had <laughs> that they yeah. made him the head coach which is an interesting move but um, that's neither here nor there uh, so it's somewhere but, though. It's somewhere. It's somewhere, just not here, uh, fortunately. But anyway, I I would say it was a slow start, and eventually we kind of we got our feet up under us, and we finally started running the ball. Back half the season, we started being able to run the ball very well. And there was a couple points I was like, don't throw the ball again. Just hand the ball off and just let these guys – do what they need to do, yeah. Because that's eventually when we kind of we kind of got our we got our feet up under us and we're able to start moving the ball, get first downs, and, and move chains and get get some momentum. Because in that first half, we did not possess the ball very much. That's why it was kind of one of those things. The first half to me just kind of flew by, yeah. And uh, and then going into the second half, it, it, we finally kind of hit our stride a little better. But anyway, all that being said, just a slow start. Um, don't know what your feelings were. Yeah, it felt like we were just like I said. I I felt like I was just waiting to uh, to see us wake up and and you know the what, one thing that really, I mean, it was, it was an ugly first half. I mean, the second half though, you, you look at and I mean, I'll get back to the first half a little bit, but like you look at what kind of sparked this was a couple of early turnovers in the second half from from Tech, and then we got going, we got a little bit more momentum, but we still had what concerns me the most is that. We still stalled out in the red zone a couple times. I mean, and that shouldn't happen against this team. This has been a team that's been a, a doormat of the ACC this year. I'm looking at the record. I, I, I guess they aren't the worst team in the ACC. They're still 5-7, and seven, probably middle of the pack, but they, they're not even bowl eligible, you know, kind of thing. And so, you know, they did. I, I mean, looking at some of the positives, they scored on the first drive, and they scored. Oh, and they had to convert a fourth and nine uh, on that first drive. To keep it going, it was just kind of one of those busted plays. Javon let this guy off the line, and that was about the only thing he gave up the rest of the day. Uh, and then they scored on their on their last drive of the game, and they had to run a, a dumb little uh, halfback pass to do it. So, um, you know, still it wasn't one of those things that we we look at his this performance as as, as dominant. And we still we probably played our C plus game and still won this game by twenty three points. So I don't know. That's there's definitely some takeaways. I, uh, you know, something that stood out to me, glaringly stood out to me was where was Keeley in the first half? Man, that guy looked like he was st- like literally looked like he was still asleep on the football field. And I mean, you're talking about a guy who was an, a, a premier talent last year, has had some great moments this year as well. But there's still times where I'm like, man, why is this guy? I mean, you got Kamari Lasseter. This is his first year starting on the opposite side of the field. They didn't throw his way. I mean, I I don't remember, I don't recall a single pass being thrown his way. And maybe it happened. I don't know. But man, they threw on Keeley every time. And maybe it they was because he. They did, and and I don't, maybe that's because he was had lined up on their best receiver. I don't know. I didn't know that they had a best receiver, to be honest with you. Uh, but then, 
you know, and and not to pick on Keeley too much. I mean, he picked it up in the second half, and I thought he played a lot better. But then you look at stuff like, dude, they got this. Uh, God, good lord, I am not gonna be able to pronounce his last name. This, this, the, the other. <laughs> but I need you to try. <laughs> Famachana, Famachan, Famachan, Famacan, something like that, dude. That's like a Fu Manchu. If damn, it looks like that Fu Manchu. We're gonna call him that. Uh, old Fu Manchu like comes in that number seventeen quarterback. Uh, you know, in that first drive, whenever they after they converted the fourth down, and dude comes in, and everybody in the stadium knows this guy's gonna run the football. And good lord, I mean, I will say this is actually Kamari's worst play of the game. He ran inside hard on that fake, and uh, dude just like walked around him uh, on that end. Uh, so anyway. I don't know. That was kind of one of those dumb things to me. Every time that number seventeen got in the game, I was just like, "Dude, he's gonna run the ball." It was like, uh, it was like, uh, I'm trying to think of the comparison of it, but like, it was like whenever we played like, you know, the some of the Floridas and the Auburns of the past, like whenever they brought in their second quarterback, what are they gonna do? You know, they're gonna run the ball anyway. I don't know, man. That you know, it was just one of those was was one of those performances that I felt. I I, I echo what you said. I didn't feel like we ever were going to lose the game. My my sister-in-law is a Georgia Tech alum, and, and she was like, what are y'all going to do? Like, what's going to happen if y'all lose? And I was like, we're not going to lose. And this is when we were, like, down 7 nothing or whatever. I was like, we're not going to lose this game. But it's just like, let's just let's just calm down. <laughs> I don't know. Pump the brakes. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, man. I don't know, man. So you were... I, I didn't actually end up going. I had planned on going, and it just didn't it didn't happen. You were able to to kind of see it in person. What was the feeling on the around the stadium? I mean, did it feel like everybody was was behind them or what? So, I was actually so kind of backing up. I felt like it was going to be a pretty slim crowd. Actually, ended up being a much larger crowd than I thought. Like I was going to really? say. 85 to 90 percent full i mean you're looking at a little bit of the people showed up late so it was kind of like everybody started kind of getting there at noon so it was kind of like yeah. people were still filing into the stadium uh but it was quiet it was quiet till about the second quarter when everybody was like oh like it's close and we need to kind of wake up and and so the stadium was just as asleep as as the team was yeah and that did start to change second second quarter and and you start to start to get a little louder and it was a typical noon game i guess is what you would say and so tech did not strike in any fear into our fans until they started playing ball and, and we had to kind of wake up and contribute i don't know how much of a difference the the crowd made uh by any stretch of the imagination but it was a it took them a while but fans got going uh, good weather, so you can't really. Nothing was weather was great. It thought it was supposed to rain at one point, which would have made this super interesting. Uh, but fortunately, just very very clear skies. I think it was seventy or sixty eight at kickoff. I mean, it was like perfect perfect mm-hmm. weather. Also, side note, best weather of any football season ever. Mm. Just from beginning of the season to the end of the season. I'm just, I have never seen anything like it. Very, Nothing got, very it, it moderate. Was, I mean, it was never above 85 at any game. Usually you're looking like 90, 98 
yeah, for a one or two games. But anyway, just need to throw that out there. That Oregon game uh, would have been up there if it were not like if it was right. in Sanford, it would have been up there. But Correct. it wasn't. So it wasn't. So uh, so thank you, thank you, Jesus. We appreciate that this year. It was yes. a nice reprieve from what normally we get. So thank you. Uh, anyway, so great environment, but. Uh, defensively, man, I just felt like we were slow. I felt like we were just we weren't we weren't moving well. Uh, we, we that first drive, it was they just kept gashing us. They were gashing us inside. I mean, they were just they were running the ball and, and how were they able to ease. run the ball on us? That's the I, I, like that's what I'm saying. Like there was no jump off the off the snap, and we weren't we were not no you know guys were not hitting their assignments. I mean, we were there were lanes, big old lanes opening up. And so I, I don't know if they just – their game plan, what they were – I guess we weren't expecting them to run it at us directly, and so we weren't planning on that. And they just – they took advantage of that until they, they scored. Yeah. And so we were just they, – they had seven points. I think they scored four minutes into the game, and you're like, holy crap. I mean, they just drove on us. No, Very, very few people have done that all year. We and they take, just drove the, the field. Lead. Yeah, we didn't take the lead. Well, no, nobody has scored a touchdown against us in the first quarter. I don't think. I mean, I'm, I may be wrong. Maybe there was one team, but I don't think any team, the whole year, scored a touchdown on us the, in the entire fourth uh, in, in any first quarter. We didn't take the lead until halfway through the second quarter, and and that was one of those things that was like you, you kind of started to feel the momentum shifting a little bit. We were starting to pick it up uh, on, on offense, and we're sitting here talking about the the defense, and they only scored. I mean, they scored on us once in the first quarter and then down in the they scored on our second team defense in the in the at the end, very end of the game but kind of moving offensively because I mean once our defense kind of woke up they didn't really get anything going and we were able to pretty much stifle them but offensively man I, I don't know what was going on with us but until we started running the ball and 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 do and I well let me say one thing too back up on defense there was a couple there was a two drop passes by tech mm-hmm. that were pretty much at least seven points and another 40 yard run or whatever i mean it, it was the tight end like game changing early in the i mean that was that was still in the first quarter i think whenever he dropped that ball and he would he he had 10 yards between him and the nearest guy I mean, it was he like that, it was like that te- it was like that catch that brock made against them last year I mean, it was the pretty much the same thing, opposite sides. But he was – I mean, he had nobody – now Brock just outran everybody there. This guy wasn't going to do that, but he just didn't have anybody around him. So he would have ran to the house without anybody being able to come close to him. Um, so, anyway, that was the biggest thing on defense. and then But offensively, I, I, I felt that um, we just – I don't know what the the deal was early. Stetson was not having his best game. I mean, missing missing some throws, some some back yeah. shoulders that were that were not thrown well. Like Brock's touchdown that he caught. I mean, he had to pick it up off the ground. I mean, he it was. I'll be it, honest. One of those angles looked like it was definitely like he picked it up off, like literally picked it. Yeah, off, picked it up off off, 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 off the ground. ground. Uh, and now, and and I will say there was some pretty egregious officiating during this game. Un- I meant to look at the penalties. Oh my gosh, dude! It was what was the what were the numbers? I need uh, the numbers. <laughs> well, I don't know what the numbers were, but I don't these these refs had. I mean, they had to be legally blind because they couldn't they couldn't see they were they were they were missing everything, and yeah. and the I guess the hardest part was nothing nothing bounced our way. 
like calling that face mask on Brock as he's being tackled by his collar. I mean, like falling. It should have at least been offsetting. Oh yeah, yeah, it should have been offsetting for sure. But um, little things like that, and and and, I mean, obviously we're gonna have rose-colored glasses through the whole thing and 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 be biased about all of it. But I just, it it was not. I I was very disappointed in, in the officiating during that game. But until we started running the ball, man, and, and our offensive line, our, they were they were able to give us some huge lanes. And even then, I felt like our backs didn't hit the holes right. I felt like there were a few plays that I'm just like, they had huge lanes, like a couple going to the outside, and it's like, just kick it out one more time. There's nobody there. I don't know. There was a couple times that there was just like some vision things. But the but I felt like our line created some great lanes for them to run through. I mean, hell, hell, Kendall had his second game in a row where he just just ran straight up the gut. Nobody was there and just took it on into the house at the end of the game, <laughs> really padding his stats there. And um, and uh, Kenny had another great game. I mean, just dude, that was just another another great game by Kenny. So man, this, the this guys, guy's playing his heart out and, and and I think that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with his game and 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 what he's able to do but the he so he surpassed uh a thousand yards uh total from scrimmage uh, I think last weekend I believe but the dude is is back to back games just being a a force which is, has been a lot of fun to watch him do. I mean so he's got yeah, between two games, I'm going to do some uh, quick math on uh, my calculator here, plus uh, 96, plus 86. 344 yards uh, from scrimmage over the last two games. That's that's a pretty impressive feat right there. So, uh, obviously, that, that accounts for some big plays that were made. Um, but, I mean, that big passing uh, – Near touchdown should have been a touchdown if it weren't for the horse collar tackle uh, in this last game against Georgia Tech. But uh, man, yeah, I mean this guy's just been churning out those yards and and just playing hard, man. Playing playing with his freaking, I mean he's just putting it on the table. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, so uh, big big game by him. Uh, Rosemi's touchdown was a great one. Uh, just. The guy, I'm getting more and more impressed with Rosemary. I mean, the guy is, he's catching the ball well. Uh, Stetson ball to him still, I guess it was kind of really in a spot that only he could get it. Uh, and, and he was able to make a play on it. So it was good to see that. And, and, and Stetson wasn't bad all game, but just a few, just, there were a few throws, just wasn't really on it and, and wasn't hitting guys in stride and, and putting the ball in, in the right spots. And some of that might have been guys off, not, run their route right and, and things like that, but not real sure, man, if he was just he was just sluggish then too or, or what's going on with that. But um, our pass game has, has dropped significantly in terms of the efficiency uh, to, that I've just, just kind of not even hard looking at the numbers, but you, it just it's looking a little different than it oh, was last, at the beginning last of the season. Two, last two games especially have been drastically different. I mean, so they had that stat, uh, the Aflac trivia question. In the middle of the game, right? You know they do all that. Uh, I know you were there, so probably you probably didn't see this, but it was like, what two quarterbacks have had four consecutive games with at least 250 yards passing and one rushing touchdown? And I knew automatically that one of them was Stetson, and I couldn't remember. I thought it was actually closer towards the middle of the season, but it was actually the four, first four of the games of the season he did that. 
So Stetson Bennett and Tim F. and Tebow were the answers <laughs> to this question. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. But this kid is, has been so productive. But that front end, the first half of the season, just were crazy numbers. And they've waned a little bit. I'd say, I mean, he still had great numbers against Mississippi State. They waned a little bit. I mean, he didn't have to put up that much, that many numbers against Tennessee. We we got up and we did. A, I mean, we just played that game out. Now, I mean, you and I mentioned this before we started uh, recording. We kind of did a similar thing against Georgia Tech. We we left let the the foot off the gas at with eleven minutes left in the game. So we still have. I mean, there's so many games this year. I mean, you know, you, excluding the the Kentuckys, the the Missouris, you know, even the freaking you know Kent States where we have just not had to play much in the fourth quarter and um, this was really kind of one of them yeah we put this we put the backups in Carson Beck came in and decided he would rather have the the football you know be on the turf than than be in his arm um, and and I just I don't know man it it doesn't is is if I'm looking at this Georgia Tech game it's so hard to get up for that game this is a, a middle of the pack ACC team it's like you said earlier like just like Right after Thanksgiving noon game, you don't have a crazy crowd or anything like that. It's just I this is that's exactly what I expected. I thought that we were gonna at least beat them by thirty. Uh, you know, twenty three is not too far off kind of thing. But I, I let me just say this, Chancey. One of my I just this is kinda going back to the defense, but just kinda just a really overarching uh problem with the team. We got a we got one problem in my opinion. And that's an outside linebacker problem. We don't have anybody there that I feel like I trust like I did. Well, any of the guys last year, um, but including Nolan, who obviously is out for the rest of the season. I, I love the young talent we got there. I, I, I mean, Marvin Jones looks looks great. Uh, Michael has, has, has moved out there a little bit and has played a little bit more on the outside edge. I think that we've got dudes that are young that are learning that system, but like Chaz Chambliss ain't gonna cut it, man. If we got Jaden Daniels just run around freely back there, and Chaz Chambliss is the one that's chasing them, Lord help us. <laughs> but then, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the LSU thing, but you know, Jaden Daniels is he's got a bum leg, so I don't know, man. It's that's our biggest problem in my opinion because I think when we play, it's like you said, you know, when we play the LSU's, we play the Florida's of the world, we play the Oregon's or whatever. The dudes are going to, I mean, we're going to step up. You're going to see a different 19. You're going to see a different 13. You're going to see a different 6. These these guys are going to play up to their competition like we've seen them all year. But we just have to be able to fix up, that shore up the edges on defense. And that's the biggest problem in my opinion. I mean, I think Keeley, even Keeley, we're going to see a, a, a different Keeley uh, when we play LSU. So, we're gonna have to because I mean, you know, they still have some dudes on the outside. They still have some solid receivers, um, on booty, you know, pretty pretty solid players. So, uh, anyway, chance. I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kind of revert back to the defense there, but I mean, uh, overall, not a terrible performance. We got to cut out some of the uh, turnovers, and we got to produce more turnovers. We got to get more pressure, and that starts with the outside linebacker uh, position. But um, sorry, did you? Do you have any more uh, thoughts on the on the offense there? Well, f- for me, it's that red zone production. I mean, I think we're missing we're missing that at the beginning of the season. It was almost just guaranteed. We get in the red zone, we're scoring. 
And then it just started to trail off, and then it just hasn't been there. And I don't know if teams are better preparing for us and taking away whatever our scheme was or we're not being physical enough on the line or whatever the situation is, but that that red zone production, we're we're leaving points on the table. And uh, between that and turnovers, that's what scares me more than anything. I'm almost because even with the even with the outside linebacker, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like these last two weeks, I feel like we've been compensating for not having Nolan, but I felt it the last two weeks. I mean, you could see him not being there being a being a big deal because they're just picking on they're picking on whatever size Chaz is on <laughs> yeah. if he's on the field, and because uh, you're right, he ain't it. So well, we thought that Beal was going to be more of a presence there. And yeah, I mean, the guy led the, led the team in sacks last year, and I mean, I I remember people talking about that last year and thinking it was, you know, acting like it was a big deal. And I just remember being like, dude, he got so much mop up mop up duty and and got sacks in that. I don't know, man. It's just Beal Beal's a solid player. He's not he's not a Nolan. He's not a I don't know Adam Anderson what? like the. the we got Just we got different. solid guys all over the field, and so yeah. you're not having a guy you're not having a guy step up and, and be the be the be the dude that when we had dudes all over the field last year, and uh, and so but offensively for me it's it's we've got to we've got to just be more physical in the red zone and even even from a receiver perspective getting guys open I mean Stetson has still. Uh, He's still making plays with his legs in the red zone and, and, and creating opportunities, and which is always gives you an edge. And I think I really think he'll have a big play on the ground during the game this week. I think there's one of those opportunities is going to open up for him. But we've just got to produce in, in the red zone and, and not turn the freaking ball over, man. I mean, good lord, it's it's. I'm for I'm thankful we've been able to do so well this season because. Any other season that we turn the ball over like this, we just get raked over the coals all year long because we have just coughed the ball up so many times. And it's going to come back to bite us. I mean, we're coming into some play here these last these last few games of the season. These are the – I mean, you're going against the best of the best. I mean, apparently USC has – not thinking about another team, but USC has the highest turnover margin or something like that in their favor, one of the top in the country – and I bet you if you looked at the turnover margin for the other teams that we have to play or could have potentially play, they look a whole lot better than ours. And yep. so it's just I don't understand why it's been so difficult for us this year, but it's where we're at. And so those are the things that scare me the most. We saw this game, and then it's also going to be bleeding into this week that if we can't shore those up, it could be a long day. Yeah. I completely agree. You got to take care of the ball, man. You got to keep it in your hands and not make dumb decisions on Stetson's part. I thought Stetson had a, a rough first half. Um, I mean, every the whole team had a rough first half, but I mean Stetson, Stetson, I you know I'm gonna hold to a little bit higher standard. I mean, this guy has been, you know, he's been in the helm for for quite some time. Uh, obviously, after this past weekend, he's got an undefeated record. 13-0 in Sanford Stadium. Uh, a pretty awesome feat there. Um, I just don't want to – Stetson – I don't want to be to the point where Stetson has to be – I don't want to get to the point where Stetson has to be the only one making plays. 
And I think he can I think he can carry a certain portion. I mean, we saw it against Tennessee. He sparked the whole game with that run around the end on third down uh, for the touchdown. And I think that people feed off that energy. But I mean, if Stetson comes out and he's flat in this first quarter or first half against LSU, I, I don't like that. I mean, we need him to come in and be I mean, if we if he plays anywhere near the way that he played against Oregon in that same building, uh, to start the season, then uh, good luck LSU because that was that was the best version of Stetson that I think we've ever seen, um, and also some of the best play calling. I mean, my gosh, Todd Munkin, that was just a perfect game all around. Um, for forty six point beatdown of the Pac twelve uh, shoulda coulda been uh, champions. Um, Chancy, I the Tech game. We we can't pull a lot from it. It's I mean I love the performance from Kenny Mack. You know he's my guy, uh, and I thought I mean he led the team in rushing in rushing and receiving. Um, we didn't exactly throw the ball a whole lot, so I guess that's one thing. But uh, I just an encouraging thing. I I do like the way that we've seen some of these guys come in uh, on the defensive side. And rotate a little bit more and playing a little bit better. Uh, and obviously, we've got guys that have been mainstays that are starting to play a little bit better. Obviously, we're going to be a little bit critical of Ringo in this last game. But like Munden, I think, is coming a little bit more into his own. Uh, Dalen Everett played a little bit more in this game. So uh, we're going to, we need to work some of these new guys in. This is just, this is just not the time to do it. Uh, we're going to be, we need some more pressure. We had four sacks in this game. I didn't realize that. Did you realize that? Did you know that? When did we have four sacks? I thought we had two. (laughs) Um, So anyway, eleven tackles for loss. Two, uh, excuse me, four sacks. Uh, That's pretty pretty solid number there. So I did not realize that. So Chancy, any uh, any other thoughts from the the old nerd game? Just glad we made it out, and glad we're we're done with that, and and moving on to the to the next to the next bit, and and. Fortunately, made it out relatively healthy and, and didn't have any any major things on the field that uh, that's that's what you want out of one of these games leading up to championship week and and compared to the rest of college football, man, everything else was on fire and we still came out relatively fine and didn't have too many issues and uh, so at same time turning around and I'm excited about heading into Atlanta this week and it's going to be crazy man it kind of LSU kind of dropping the ball and getting their tail handed to them by A&M kind of took the the wind out of the sails of this game a little bit I mean if LSU wins this game this this SEC championship game is just as important as any that are um have been in a while yeah. and so it's kind of it's kind of crazy uh that it's the it's funny to look at the championship games across the country and just how they're not meaningless, but it's just so they're just so weird looking. Uh, just not what you would have expected at the beginning of the year for sure. Almost uh, pretty much every single one of them is a team that's either uh, you know one loss or undefeated, and then a team that's just does not belong there. <laughs> I would say the Big Twelve is the. I mean, Big Twelve is. I, mean, I think most of the year. Has been one of the the most competitive conferences. That doesn't mean that they're the best conference by any means. The SEC is still, I think, head and shoulders above them. But if you look at what 
they I think they all have to play each other, I believe, is how it works. I think they have 10 conference games. Excuse me, but then the top two teams go, and I mean, I would not be surprised if Kansas State beats TCU uh, this weekend. I think they, I think TCU beat them by ten points uh, in, earlier in the season. Uh, but this Kansas State, Kansas State team is pretty solid, and and you know, if if any of these conference championships, if they have the 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 higher seed, if the, any of them lose, man, it's going to be chaos. It is going to be crazy. Like you know, what who ends up getting into that top four? Um, a lot of people are saying that we. I mean, do you still think Chancey? I mean, just give you a scenario. We we lose to LSU. Good, good lord, I hate even saying that. Um, say say we lose to LSU by ten points. Do you think we still make it? I think with us being so, we're recording Tuesday night, and rankings have come out, and we're still number one. So. We're number one. Michigan's number two. Uh, everybody's talking like we are. And so I, I feel like because if you just look at our record, because here's the thing, we drop, who would, I mean, are we going to drop out of the top five with, because you have to you have to kind of look, I, I don't know, it, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, we, we very well could. I mean, it depends on this committee. You don't know what this committee's going to do. I mean, we were talking about how they rank their top 25 going into before we started, and I mean, I think I don't know what kind of drugs they're doing before they get into the into that room, but <laughs> so there's absolutely no telling. Uh, I think we have a resume to where LSU is still. I think they're number nine now. Is that right? Yeah, I don't they're have four, a, fourteen now. Sorry, Clems- they dropped. Clemson's number nine. Remember, we that's were that's right. That's right. Chancey, <laughs> Chancey and I were just so just dumbfounded that Clemson is still in the top ten. Uh, dropped one spot. One, One spot, spot after losing to a uh, un, uh, uh, unranked team, right? South Carolina mm-hmm. unranked? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so, uh, anywho. Uh, so, there, there's still that potential. I mean, that we – everybody's talking like we do either way. So, uh, and they're saying that about Michigan too. I mean, so, I, I don't know. I don't know how that how that all shakes out and, and what they, they see in that regard. Because the big thing is – is if we say something happens to us and we don't win and everybody below us wins, then do we drop to four? Because then it's like, okay, then you got to compare us to Ohio State. And so we played in a championship game. You're comparing our body of work to their body of work. Their only loss was to Michigan. Our only loss was in a conference championship game after having an undefeated regular season. We play better opponents than them, especially when you look at the rankings at, by the end of the year. Because then, our, so it kind of it gets kind of mm-hmm. it gets kind of hairy. Uh, depends on what the. Fortunately for us, being ranked number one, you have further to drop before you fall out of the top five. Yeah. Uh, so that that gives us that cushion there. I think that if we, I mean, I feel very. I, mean, I hate to even say it, but like. I feel pretty confident going in this game. We we owe LSU. Um, you know, we we. I was at the 2018 game in Baton Rouge. I was at the 2019 uh, SEC championship, both of which sucked. And I feel like uh, I feel like coach Coach Smart is just. I mean, he is just ready to pay those back. I mean, you know, we talked about that 2017 season. You know, it was just like the revenge season or whatever. You know. And I feel like this is almost like an a, a extension of that. You know, it feels like it's just like we've had LSU 
on our radar. We've uh, or we've had LSU. You know, our, that was our target for for quite some time now. Uh, they come in limping, man. I think that's a big thing. I, we we texted about it a little bit last weekend. I thought that at one point I thought that okay, like I want to play LSU whenever they're they're higher. Like you know, I want them to beat Texas A&M. So it's like a big matchup, a big showdown kind of thing. It's like no, that doesn't matter now because this is not like we talked about beforehand. This is not the BCS. It doesn't matter at this point whether or not. LSU. All, all that matters is that we get into the playoff, and it does not matter where LSU is ranked. If we win, we're in. If we lose, then as long as it's not a, we're not getting our butts whooped, you know, by LSU, which I don't think would would happen. I f- still feel like we got a good chance of getting in there. So I don't know, man. I I, I thought that LSU getting beat last weekend. What one was just comical. I mean, how the hell did that Texas A&M team beat them? Uh, but two, it's like, you know, when I don't mind them coming in a little bit, a little bit hobbling, you know, a little, a little bit, uh, deflated if you will. So that's, that's kind of my stance on, on, on them coming into the game and, and Jaden Daniels getting hurt and apparently being in a walking boot. Uh, I said, they said he avoided a high ankle sprain, but if you're in a walking boot, man, like you're probably not taking snaps. He probably hadn't taken snaps and he probably took some snaps today. Uh, but I, I doubt he's going full speed the whole week. They are in a interesting situation. They they took the same approach we did to uh, to Georgia Tech, taking in the College Station and and having a having a tough time. I mean, it was kind of like all of the stars that were bought in at A and M just woke up and said their running back went off. I yep. mean, he had like 200-something yards. So, I think LSU just got caught flat-footed. And, and I will say this about LSU. I mean, speaking to, to their situation, nobody expected them to be anything this year. They were yep. not on anybody's board to be going to the SEC championship game. And the fact that they had put themselves in a position to be in the championship game and still lose the last game of the season is a pretty big deal for them. And – Brian Kelly, I mean, man, it's his first year in, in Baton Rouge, and uh, the two this time last year still couldn't. I mean, I don't remember if he was hired by this point last year, but nobody expected him to to be at LSU, and he's just gone in and won the hearts of 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 the Bayou people, the Bayou folk, and uh, and so it's been kind of crazy to watch it happen, and so I've I've uh, it, it, it would be interesting to see, but uh, this is – if there was ever a time to take it out on LSU, it is this Saturday. Yeah. To just exact yeah. every piece of revenge that you've been talking about because, man, they have had our number the last the last two times, and I am I am tired of it. Tired of it. Me dose. Me dose. I remember uh, the beginning of the season, I was sitting in a casino, and I was playing a little uh, roulette. And uh, watching the uh, Florida State LSU game, and I was like, "Damn, LSU's gonna suck this year." <laughs> <laughs> Little and, did we know. <laughs> and you know what? Like, it's just it was it was a perfect uh, situation. Like they they won a lot, they beat Alabama, and then they lose late in the season. And it's just like, man, that's just Brian Kelly. It, it, it's tough for me to think that he so he's recruited actually better already uh, coming into. Uh, next year than I thought he would be, uh, but 
I just don't know if he's ever going to be. He's still that guy who everywhere he's been is he's going to win a good portion of those games. He's probably going to have several 10-win seasons, but he's always going to have the one or two losses every year that keep him out of contention. And, you know, if they if they win this weekend, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. And that's another reason why we're looking at a, I mean, as of right now, so I think this thing opened up, yeah, so it's a, as of right now, it's a 17.5-point spread, uh, obviously favoring the dogs this weekend. There's a big reason why. That that that's such a big number, and and obviously Jaden Daniels has a big uh, he has a a lot of uh, he he caused a lot of movement with it with the injury and all that, but at the same time it's like man this LSU team has no motivation to win this game. Like the only crown they get is that they won the SEC, which is great, but it's like they're not going to make it. They they lost three games. They're not going to make it in the playoffs. So uh, I don't know in the history of the CFP, I think. I think there's been one two-loss team that's make it made it into the. I don't know. I, I feel like I saw that the other day. I, there hasn't been many where it's been like it, it, any more than one loss that's been in the CFP. I need. I might need to look that up, but I don't think I have time while we're on on the uh, recording here. But yeah, man, it's just LSU just doesn't have anything to to win for except for oh we beat Georgia, we won the SEC. How much does that motivate your players? Well, I I will say I think. There's a lot of guys that when you're going into the season, if that wasn't your expectation, this is kind of your national championship game. I mean, this is there's a lot to that. I mean, getting to derail us and getting to uh, have an SEC championship still a big deal. And at the same time, what does this Georgia team not have? Anybody on this team does not have an SEC championship. And so in the same respect – I think for us, having this crown, having the SEC title back, is actually going to play into this a little more than we than we think. Uh, I, I think our guys are going to want this in a pretty big way since we weren't able to. This is the oh, one thing on, we didn't on get our last end. Year. Yeah, on okay, our end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think LSU still has a lot to play for from that perspective. I think they just got the crap beat out of them. Like I think physically they are just beat. And so I think they're going to show. I think they're going to play harder in this game than people realize. I think they're actually they're going to lay it all out there, because it's still a big deal. They're you definitely going to lay it all out there. They have nothing to lose. I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's like it's a double edged sword. Like they have nothing to win, but they ain't got nothing to lose. You know? No, I mean, they they can they can they'll they they'll do whatever. They they'll lay it all out on the line here, and yep. so for us, we're still we still have other aspirations. But saying that, like I said, we. Did not. This is the one thing that last year's team did not accomplish. So this is one thing that this year's team can hold over next year's last year's team, is that they were able to be an SEC champion and yep. get and get that which was uh, which we weren't able to get. And so I think there. I think we have motivation. I feel pretty confident we're going to come out strong, quick. I feel like we're going to have. Um, there will not be a sluggish start. I guess is what I'm saying. I think we're going to be focused and uh because we really haven't been focused last couple weeks and really been just kind of i'm not saying we just kind of woke up rolled out of bed and won these games i mean obviously these are hard-fought games that we've been having to play (laughs) but i'm kind of saying we just didn't put we didn't put forth our best game and i think our best game i think our oregon to your point our oregon type performance 
we've still got one or two of those left in the tank. And so if we're ready to bring that out, I think LSU is down and they're still got some fight in them, but you kick them while they're down. You don't let them, you don't let them breathe. And so we just come out guns. This ain't the Big Ten West, baby. (laughs) No, no. We are going to beat the heck out of you. And, And I think, I think we can out-physical them. If we can come out and out-physical them on the line of scrimmage yeah. and be and talking about um, Boutte and their, their receivers, if we can be physical with their receivers at the line and yeah. have Keeley have a game, Kamari have a game, and keep uh, Daniels contained, and even whether he's healthy or not, I think we'll be able to figure that out pretty quick. And so we're, we're going to scheme as if he's at full blast. But if he's not, that plays into our that plays into our hands in a major way. Yeah, this is a different LSU team than what what we're used to uh, in the past. Um, I completely agree with uh, everything you just said. It's just to me. So you look at their leading rushers is their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, and Jaden Daniels has been he is a very if he sniffs a pass rush, he gets slightly uncomfortable. He takes off. And he's not going to be able to do that. I don't, I don't care if it's a high ankle sprain or, or or what. The guy the guy got hurt. He's in a walking boot. He's gonna have that's going to affect his game. And if he's not able to escape the pocket like that, it's going to be a big a big deal. Especially considering what we talked about earlier. Man, do we have any outside linebackers? I think another thing too. You know, you so you get their leading rusher. Noah Kane is a guy who he transferred from Penn State. I remember kind of following him. I think he came from uh, IMG uh, Academy down in Florida. You know, Noah Kane and Josh Williams and John Emery, who was a, a very highly touted prospect. I mean, these guys, like, don't even have 500 yards to the season rushing. They don't. This is the first time that I can recall, I mean, in my lifetime, that the LSU team has not had a running back that has been like a standout running back. I mean, we can we can look back at some of these championship teams and who who they've had over the over the years, and this is a team that just has a bunch of no name running backs. Except for they've got all this potential, they just have not produced like they should have. Um, so I think that's going to affect the game a lot. I mean, and if we can force them to to rely on their passing game, and Jaden Daniels, if he's if he's hobbling around, I mean, I think that's a, a huge advantage on our part. Now, you look at their defense, and, and this is kind of a funny thing with this LSU defense. It's kind of started off a little shaky, and then over the over the year has kind of the season has kind of turned into more of a unit. And then you got the, this Harold Perkins kid who's just been lights out uh, over the last few games. He got, he got injured last weekend, and I don't know what the extent of his injury is. I think he's definitely going to go. Uh, this coming weekend, uh, but Harold Perkins and then also B.J. Ojolari, uh, Aziz's younger brother, uh, those are two guys off the edge that are going to give us some fits. So I don't know, man. You gotta. We're, this is not the. This is hey, look. This is not the 2019 All American across the board LSU football team, but this is still a solid team who's gotten a lot of. Uh, in the back half of the season, has gotten a lot of confidence. But then they just have been shut up over the last couple weekends. You know, they didn't play well against Arkansas. Then they lost at Texas A&M. 
Are they going to be the formidable opponent that they could possibly be? I don't think so, but it still is one of those things. It's not we're not going to walk through this weekend at all. So that's that's kind of the way I look at it. I am excited about the things that they've given us as far as our small advantages here and there. We have things here or there that we can also work on. But then at the same time, I still feel very confident in Tom Monken and Kirby Smart putting together a game plan. This this is one of those things that I, th- I completely agree with you. This last year, not getting the SEC championship with one of our, obviously our best team of all time, you know, I would consider, and not winning the SEC championship last year. And it's not just a consolation prize, man. I mean, Kirby wants to win them all kind of thing. And, you know, that's one of those things that we've been to the SEC championship so we, we didn't go in 16, so we went 17, 18, and 19, so three years in a row. We didn't go in 20. We went 21, and we're going this year. So that's, what, five years out of the last seven? Is that right? And you mean to tell me that Kirby Smart doesn't have us in the right direction kind of thing? Like, nobody, I don't know if anybody's saying that, but, like, dude, this guy is just like every little thing that we've dreamed of, he is doing it, and I think he's just as like, man, my last, it doesn't matter that he won the national championship last year. He's just like, dude, my last SEC championship was five years ago. No, six, 2017, whenever that, whenever that was. 20, 2017 was the last year that we won the SEC. I think he wants it. I think he wants it bad. Yeah, we've gone that many times, and we don't have a lot of hardware to show for it. And yep. so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not uh, about, Kirby's lack of being able to get it done because I think we I think we all understand Kirby can get it done as was we we got it done last year but he wants it and he t- he talks about the SEC championship game like I've never seen anybody talk about it before he he reveres it because he knows yeah. how good our league is and he I mean he drools over it every time he talks about it he said I played in the biggest stages I've been in the biggest places in all of football and he's like the SEC championship game is the top event every every time I've ever been to it and 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 obviously he's talking up our league but I I think he means it I think he really does because if you look back at the matchups and what has been produced out of the SEC championship game over the last year especially during the playoff era it's a almost I mean it's best chance it's going to be your national champion at least at least one of the people that at least one of the teams that goes to is your best shot at a national champion so um so it's an important game uh, looking at kind of LSU's record over the course of the season, it's kind of an interesting year. Auburn played them close uh, early on in the year. They're kind of finding themselves. Tennessee beats the, the crap out of them, I think, back in early October. But you see them, that they, they've been streaky too. And uh, But I think there's a potential to put up points on these guys, and uh, I, I think there's uh, – there's a lot of opportunity. They they gave away a lot to A and M. A and M got a lot of free points from them, from some turnovers and things like that. That um, about probably two touch two of those touchdowns were LSU gave them up in, in terms of a, a dumb play or because they had that scoop and score and uh, had a lot of turn, turnovers and things like that. That just just dumb stuff. But there's a lot of potential for us to max this out. And, and we, we just match up well in so many areas that we just have to take advantage of it, and we just can't let up. So I'm excited about it. But my only fear is, do the turnovers and does the red zone production, do we leave yeah. points on the field 
Jackpot Lesney has been probably our most consistent player that we've had on the team all year long. The boy is doing incredible. He had some yeah. tight ones this weekend, but doesn't matter. Still got three on each of them. So yeah. I, I think we can't be we, we can't rely on him early in these games to be putting up our points. We we can't be going down and having these long drives, stalling out in the red zone, have three big drives and come up with nine points. It's just not we we're at the stage of the season where that's not an option if we mm-hmm. want to be successful. And LSU is still a good team. Like they're they're still a good team. And if you give it to them, they'll take it. And so that's if if you give a team that doesn't have life, if you give them life, yep. they can still hurt you. And so we I've talked about it all year long. The only team that can beat us, I truly feel, is us. And so we've shown that week in and week out. And so, and I think moving forward, it's going to be hard for a team to beat us if we're playing our best. I just think the way this team is set up, you talked about it earlier, the the, the stars have just aligned with this group and the way Munkin's been calling the games. If we're playing one of our our B-plus A a a plus game anywhere in that range, I feel good about our chances every time. I completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, the sales U team is, and and that, I think that's to your point. I think that's a big reason why I kind of shifted gears and thought, man, it might be kind of nice if if LSU lost this game against Texas A and M, uh, just because you know they once they get that bit of confidence, you know, I feel like they just kind of run with it. And uh, so I'm I'm happy that they were you know kind of bumped down a leg or peg whatever you want to call it um, pod he I think he so I think the 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 kick it was so they have it as a fifty they said it was a fifty one on the broadcast um, he he I think he had his longest kick of the year uh, against Tech and and I think that's encouraging because he's had a lot that have been in that you know kind of forty and in kind of range uh this year and so i'm happy to see him before we get into the biggest game of the year uh i'm happy to see him get a little bit of a of a test last weekend uh chancy this game is going to come down to what most of the games of the sec come down to and that's the trenches man you know how much can we affect daniels how much uh how, how big is his injury going to be a factor uh and i think that you know, if we can kind of lock down at least one or two of their receivers and feel pretty comfortable in that, we I feel like we can really affect them defensively. Uh, you know, our, but we've seen the last two weekends, we've kind of had a little bit of a stale offense. And so I think if we if we can turn it into, it doesn't even have to be the Oregon offense that we, that we played. You know, we if we can kind of turn it into the Mississippi State game, you know, I mean, any any kind of offense other than the last two weekends, I mean, we need it. We need more points. It, it's not going to – this is not going to be a high-scoring affair. I, I, I can almost guarantee you that. If we win this game similar to how we played Auburn in 2017, I would – I feel like that's about right. A 28-7 win sounds about right. Uh, you and I are not the score predictors kind of kind of guys, but – Chancy, I feel feel pretty confident coming into the game. Uh, what's 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 kind of I, I, without going into you know big specifics there? What's what's your feel going into it? If you look back last year at the SEC championship game, there was one game all year that we we got away from what we do best on, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and it was the SEC championship game. 
obviously we're not going up against Alabama. We're not going up against uh, a team that was on the rise, if you're, you're talking about them and doing well. I think for us, stick to our game plan, and especially on the defensive side, I think we have been scheming up our since the Tennessee game. I think, or during the Tennessee game, I think we did a great job at blitzing Herndon. I think we mixed it up really well. I think we sent pressure from a lot of different angles. We can have some success doing that this week against LSU. I think we can match up well enough on the outside to be able to send some guys from some different places to try to get after Daniels. As long as you keep him contained, don't let him get out, no matter his situation uh, with his leg. Just smother him. That's the big thing here. And if we can do that and kind of stick to what we've been doing uh, or what we were doing like during the Tennessee game, don't try to get cute. That's what got us last year. Like I said, we're playing a different team. Don't get cute. Play our game. Uh, And I think I feel good if defensively, if we're containing them like we've done with most teams all season, if we're doing what we do on defense, I feel great about our chances, Um, just not giving up a big play and, and winning the turnover battle. If we can just win the turnover battle, if we can get one more than them, I feel like we're in a good. I feel like we're in a good spot. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that that last point there. I mean, you, we we've got to be plus one or two or three, you know, <laughs> on that turnover sure. margin. Uh, the more the more the merrier, uh, as long as we're positive. I mean, it's just. Uh, I think it's a big a, a huge thing. I'm looking for a big game from from number ten. Uh, number two, both both inside linebackers got to play great in this game, uh, and then also obviously the guys on the outside. Uh, I you know you haven't heard a whole lot about Chris Smith and Malachi Starks, but I mean they've been a mainstay, both of them, a true freshman and a fifth year senior. Uh, you know been mainstays in this in this defense and and playing really well. So man, we got to have guys all hands on deck. The offense has got to look. Better than it has in the last couple of weeks, but I mean, man, I feel like this is just one of those games. Every game this season, man, we have played up to our the the opponent's talent level, and we have played down to the talent level. I mean, literally, literally, except for Vanderbilt, uh, I would say we we have literally played that to a T. Um, man, let's how much? Go out, how much? Let's go out how there much further? Them. How much further? Like, how much do you? Th- how much time do you think we have spent on them outside of this week, looking at our our schedule outside of this week? Last, like so, last, they, we've last been couple, preparing for them weeks. since since the Florida game, I think. And, and and so I mean, I think we're going to be we're going to be in a different mindset. Yeah. We're going to be in a different place going into this game, and I think it's going to be one of those things we're prepared. And um, I'm on channel my my inner coach Yost just blitz all night, <laughs> blitz all night. <laughs> don't let him don't let him breathe. Uh, but I think offensively, to your point, we're gonna Munkin has been thinking about this game. Munkin's been preparing for this, and so he hasn't had to put as much effort in these last few weeks. Uh, don't have to get too creative. I mean, yes, yeah, still got to prepare for him. But he's been spending some time looking at some 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 of that Bayou Bengal defense. So yeah, um, yeah. No, I think don't, don't worry about that. I think especially, man, you're making me want to to go back and, and run. Uh, remember the Titans back and, <laughs> and and you know I don't know. It's ten o'clock at night, so doubt it's going to happen tonight. But yeah, man, that's I think that this past weekend especially, there's no reason for us to expand our offense 
uh, right before we be about to play in the biggest uh, game of the season. So, man, um, I'm completely with you. It's going to be fun. Chancey, you and I and and a couple of our buddies from college, the first time that all four of us have been to a game together, as far as I can remember, since college. Testament. And it's, and it's been a while, so... Uh, we'll be at the game. We'll we'll be there early. Uh, we'll be doing a little tailgating, a little little drinking some beers. Uh, how how you how you feeling about that that setting and and everything like that? I haven't been this excited to go to Atlanta in a while. So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's getting back with the boys or or what it is. But man, I'm I'm ready to go. So I I feel like the mojo with that. So I've been to every SEC championship that we've been to in the past. You know, since Kirby's been at the helm. And uh, and I've seen a lot of crappy games, you know. I've seen one win. I saw I saw us beat Auburn, and and then I saw us lose to Alabama. Uh, you know, objectively a great game. Uh, subjectively, as a Georgia fan, a terrible game. And then we lost to LSU. That was best team in the history of college football. Uh, and then we uh, lost last year, which was unexpected. This year feels like this is just a team that that it doesn't matter who we put out there. It feels like to me this year, it's just so it's the orchestrated effort from Kirby and his staff and what he's put together. You got Muschamp over there too, and 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 the guys like you've even got Bobo as like an analyst now. I mean, who and McClendon's back on the staff. I mean, these these guys, McGee, McGee's been there forever. This staff is just such a. I mean, it's we were talking about like our team being a unit this year. This staff is a unit, and it feels like it, man. You can feel that cohesive effort this year, and I love that, man. And so I'm 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 just feeling, you know, I don't want to be riding too high going into this game. We we played the last two games a little bit lackluster in a way, but man, it, this is. I, the boys are going to be up. The staff is going to be up. The fans are going to be up. LSU's LSU probably. I don't know if you've seen this, but the prices have plummeted. And you know why? Because LSU's like, eh, I ain't going to travel to Atlanta for a a nine and three LSU team that has no chance of making the playoff. It's going to be a ton of red and black in that stadium. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, man, uh, let's uh, let the planning commence and. Um... Let's go. Let's go have a. Let's go have a good time. I love it. Hey, be, be uh, drinking a little Miller Latte about nine o'clock in the morning. Here we go. <laughs> yes, sir. Go dogs. Dogs on top. Ooh.